Dear friends, today the church gives us uh, this famous gospel of Jesus walking on water. It's present in all four of the gospels. But Matthew's gospel is especially important. Our patron gives us an added dimension and detail. And the detail, of course, is the response of Peter stepping out uh, from the boat across the waters in order to come and meet Christ. And this is not just a spectacular show of the power of God. But this is also a text which reveals to us who Jesus Christ really is and how we in our daily lives as Christians uh, can respond to the love of God and in faith live out uh, our daily lives. So it's an important passage uh, for each of us to contemplate uh, and to reflect on. I remember being especially inspired uh, by this miracle as a boy because I had one of those uh, Bibles which were illustrated Uh, which treated all of the sort of uh, gospel stories as stories and always had a picture. And there was an amazing and terrific picture of Jesus uh, walking on these stormy waves. Uh, Beautiful to reflect on uh, and uh, even then uh, as a child quite mesmerizing. But this passage, my brothers and sisters, is a powerful one for us. First of all, if we look at this passage, where does it come? It comes immediately after the feeding of the 5,000. And uh, Jesus is obviously, he's had enough of the crowds, he's probably had enough of the disciples, and he sends them off to go and do their job that they would normally be about. They go out fishing. We know that it's in the later hours of the night, so this is between three and six in the morning, Uh, so usually a great time to be fishing, uh, but a quiet and still night. Jesus must have been praying for many hours uh, up in the hill, and they were quite some way out. Now, the Sea of Galilee is not huge, but it is in part seven miles across. Uh, so they would have been a good number of miles out. One of the other Gospels says that they're about four miles out uh, from the shore. And in the midst of that place, they see the Lord walking towards them. Uh, in the text, though, it says that they didn't recognize him initially, and they think that he's a ghost. Uh, so if you've ever been scared of ghosts or anything that goes bump in the night know that you're also in very good company because the disciples themselves clearly believed in ghosts uh, and got scared uh, at this moment. Whenever we see people getting afraid at the sight of the Lord or at the presence of God, we know that this is usually actually an authentic response to what's called a theophany, an appearing of God. Uh, People generally, when they see God, don't think, oh, how wonderful. Maybe if we thought, you know, about Jesus walking in, now we might think we would be fulfilled, our lives would be, this would be the pinnacle of everything that we had hoped for. But generally people are pretty afraid and scared. We know even Our Lady, don't we, when the angel Gabriel appeared to her, she was afraid. The angel would say, do not be afraid, Mary. Jesus uh, responds in that way. And it is at that moment that the disciples realize who Jesus is. You see, in the boat, they were already battling against a headwind. They were starting to struggle in the midst of the sea. Uh, It might have been a frightening moment before the moment that Jesus appeared to them. And Jesus comes amongst them, and he tells them to have courage, and then he declares who he is. And the way he declares who he is is important, because this is one of the moments in the Gospels where Jesus reveals his true identity. Jesus says, Ergo me, I am. And when he speaks with that authority, he speaks 
as God had declared himself in the Old Testament. He declares himself at this moment to be God. He's not just saying, oh, it's me, it's me. Do you not recognize me? He's saying, I am. He's deliberately uh, using the way God describes himself in the Old Testament, the most powerful of which is the theophany of Moses on Mount Sinai when uh, Moses meets with God and God declares himself to be I am. And Moses says, well, you know, who can I go back and tell the people uh, whose authority, you know, that I've heard this from, which God are you? And he says, I am who I am. Tell the people of God, I am. Jesus is revealing his divinity uh, to his disciples, and they would have realized that at this moment. Here comes Matthew's unique uh, perspective on this gospel, is how we see Peter responding to that. And Peter responds to that uh, in all of his usual pluckiness, that Peter is determined to get out of the boat and to walk towards the Lord. He said then, call me to come unto you. And Peter, at this moment, is filled with faith. Uh, and probably a lot of stupidity as well. Peter is determined to walk out and to step towards the Lord. And as he looks with eyes fixed upon the Lord, he is able to walk towards him. But the moment that Peter becomes distracted by the things that are sailing him, the wind and the water, he then begins to sink. Jesus chastises him. Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? It's interesting that Peter here displays more faith than any of the other disciples. And yet Jesus asks him to have an even greater faith. And that's what's important for us in our lives as disciples. As Jesus gets back into the boat, notice that the storm around them calms. Jesus again displays his divinity as the one who is able to calm even the powers of the earth and nature and creation itself. In this passage then, my brothers and sisters, which reflects an episode in Jesus' life and the ministry of the disciples, what does it say to us today as we live out our Christian life. The first one is that even though we might be within the ark of salvation, within the church, the boat, as it were, of Peter's bark represents the church. It doesn't mean that life's always going to be plain sailing, that there will be times when we are in the midst of a storm. I often say from uh, the pulpit here that if anybody teaches you that the Christian life is going to make everything perfect, and then throw that preacher out. Because the Christian life will be characterized by challenges and storms and waves of this life. But one of the important things to realize about this life is that the Lord is always with his people. That the Lord came to his disciples when they were in the midst of the storm. And that even in the midst of a storm, Peter was able to step out of the safety of the boat and to go out and to walk towards the Lord. That when Peter's eyes were fixed upon the Lord in faith, 
that he was able to overcome every obstacle. But the moment that he became weighed down by the cares and the concerns of things around him, he then began to sink. In our own lives, might there be times when we immediately, um, facing a challenge, become so obsessed by the negative and by the thing which seeks to bring us down that we simply cannot have any hope in those situations or that we fail uh, to pray or to keep our eyes fixed on the Lord. There might be moments in your own lives when you can reflect and think about times when we face challenges but with the Lord and times when we face challenges without calling upon his name. The challenges don't go away, but it's a very, very different experience, isn't it? And I know at times in my own life when I might have been going through challenges and facing obstacles, that to walk in those challenges with eyes fixed on the Lord has been a completely different experience to when I've just simply been distracted by the waves and the wind and the things around us. The other thing to remember is that as soon as Jesus is back in the boat, things begin to calm down and to still around them. Are there times when we forget Jesus in the boat with us or when we don't invite him to be in the boat with us? I say this both for us personally, but also for us as a church. If we don't place Jesus at the centre of the boat... Uh, then actually we shouldn't be surprised when things don't seem calm or still or in the presence of him. Worship was the response of the disciples. As we gather around these altars week by week and bow down before the Lord, we are merely standing in the line of those disciples and those early Christians who recognized Jesus for who he was not merely a great teacher or even a perfect friend, but rather God amongst us. I am who I am, the one who created us and the one who can still the storms of this life. Amen.